Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, my name is Monty Warden. I'm with Francesco Maroni Cinzano from Coldorcia in Montalcino. Welcome. Hello, hello, Monty. Okay, Francesco, just tell me a little bit about your 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 family name. Cinzano obviously is a name that people will know. What is Cinzano? What was Cinzano? And, and what is your family connection to it? Well, uh, we can go back to the late uh, 15th century in the surroundings of the city of Turin in northern Italy, producing wines and distilled spirits um, with license to sell to the capital city of Turin. And since then, my family, from father to son, we've been producing wines, vermouths at uh, in the 18th century, sparkling wines in the 19th century, and uh, and so on. And then in 1973, we arrived in Montalcino, in a, at a time when Montalcino was uh, almost unknown, even on the Italian market. And there we started the, a new adventure that has uh, seen Montalcino become uh, probably the best-known uh, wine place in Italy these days. And uh, I think we contributed to that. We contributed to distributing the wines from Montalcino, the Brunello around Italy, around the world, and uh, contributed to make it, make it uh, famous. So what you're saying is the fact that you, you came from a, your family company had a sort of international reputation. It meant that when you went into the market with your new um, Brunello wines, it, it, it sort of helped internationalize things. That's right. Yes, we had the distribution network in, in Italy and overseas and uh, that helped to distribute. The first uh, in Montalcino, there are two wines produced, Brunello di Montalcino and Rosso di Montalcino. And the first uh, medal, international medal, won by a, a Rosso di Montalcino in, uh, in Brussels in 1978 was from, uh, from Coldorcia. Okay, so just explain the difference for those who don't know. What, what is Brunello made from? What's the name of the grape? And what is the difference between Brunello di Montalcino and Rosso di Montalcino? What makes Montalcino special is the fact that we are allowed uh, to use only the Sangiovese grape. If we want to write the word Montalcino on the label, the law of the state of Italy uh, mandates only Montalcino, only uh, Sangiovese grape, nothing else but Sangiovese. And we have a, a younger wine uh, from the Sangiovese vineyards called Rosso that can be released one year after harvest. And then the, the Brunello. Brunello has to be aged at least uh, 24 months in wooden barrels and then has to wait in the bottle uh, until the fifth year to be released. So uh, a wine that uh, has a lot of ageability, aging potential. Now, you're one of the larger estates in Montalcino. Whereabouts are you located? Because there sort of, there's the hill in the middle, there's the northern part of Montalcino, then the hill, and then the southern part. Which part are you in? We're on the southern side, uh, facing south, southwest, so in full sun all day long until uh, sunset. Uh, and we're actually the, the point of Montalcino closest to the sea, closest to the Mediterranean coast. So very much influenced by sea winds and, uh, uh, and by the coastal weather. Okay, and you're also one of the largest organic producers in Italy, and you're the largest in Montalcino as well. Why did you make that choice? It came as a natural evolution uh, in, in our work of uh, research and development in the vineyard, uh, trying to obtain the maximum quality. We understood that uh, uh, it all hinged on the balance of the vineyard, uh, the balance of the vines with, uh, with the environment. And so uh, to achieve that, um, it led us naturally towards uh, sustainability and uh, eventually to uh, uh, organic practices. And uh, so in the year 2010, we decided to start the procedure for certification and since 2013 we are now 
certified organic. So you're not an, an organic fundamentalist, you're an organic realist, and you did it for quality rather than for philosophy? You cannot uh, divide it two. I think you, you have to apply some, uh, some strict... There, there are strict rules. You have to be a little bit uh, extremist to a certain extent. Uh, also because you have to understand that uh, uh, the, the vineyard by itself... Uh, cannot survive. Uh, it, it is the ecosystem, it is the biodiversity of the surroundings that allow you to practice uh, uh, the organic farming. If you don't take care of the habitat around the vineyard, then you, you cannot achieve uh, healthy grapes with organic uh, farming. So do you have any animals on the estate or birds or anything like that to increase your biodiversity? That's an area I need to develop further, but uh, we we are bringing back uh, farm animals, uh, especially chickens. Uh, uh, we have now two chicken houses uh, on the state uh, next to the orchards and with fruit trees, and uh, and we're looking at uh, bringing back uh, sheep in the in the vineyard uh, and the and the surrounding uh, fields as well. So, I mean, would, would you be able to milk those sheep for cheese like they do in Pienza nearby the Pecorino cheese, or would, it, would they end up on the dinner plate? Dinner plate. We have, uh, we have uh, big uh, refrigerators. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, is, is Brunello a good match for, for lamb? Brunello is a great match for, for lamb, a great match for uh, game, generally. Uh, I'm not too strict about uh, pairings of <clears throat> wine with food. Uh, uh, I believe that... Um, uh, recipes that contain the uh, aromatic uh, ingredients of the Mediterranean uh, bushland, uh, so like rosemary or sage or fennel or all the uh, different aromas of, uh, of the Mediterranean uh, wood uh, are, are suitable and uh, you can find them in the wine if you if you cook a recipe of, uh, of tortellini with uh, butter and sage, well, you, you will find the sage in the in the aromas of the wine and uh, so pretty liberal on the on the pairing side okay so i mean sitting in front of me here you're very very smartly dressed in a very fine suit uh, you are bearded but you're not a weirdy beardy not an organic fundamentalist however you are at the forefront of developing montacino's what in italian is called a bio distretto or a sort of um, environmental place environmental area. how is how does that work is, is it just wine growers or is it, are you trying to get everybody involved well, one uh, unique uh, fact about Montalcino is that although it is uh, arguably the most famous uh, wine uh, uh, municipality in Italy, only 15% of the land is uh, planted with vineyards. So there is a large proportion of the of the municipality that's uh, uh, either um, used for other crops or it's uh, woodland um, and uh, this is an opportunity and that's why uh, we're talking about a Montalcino bio uh, biological because it is uh, all that uh, Montalcino can produce from uh, grains to uh, breeding animals uh, uh, fruits and vegetables and, and, and so on we want to uh, uh, bring value to all the aspects of the Montalcino offer or of the Montalcino product. Even tourism is a product, so we uh, we need to uh, develop uh, better infrastructure for walking, for bicycles, for horse rides, for all kinds of uh, activities, and and of course our agricultural product. So uh, all encompassing uh, project of uh, making Montalcino a, uh, a beacon of uh, sustainability for, for the future.
Now, you also make one very unusual one that's quite rarely found, uh, Moscadello di Montalcini. Just explain a bit about the history of Moscadello, because uh, a few years ago it was seen to be the grape or the, the wine star, and then it changed to Brunello. Just explain that to us a little bit, if you can. In uh, in history, and we're, we're looking back uh, 500 years and more, in uh, late Middle Ages, in uh, early Renaissance, Montalcino found itself on the uh, way, uh, on the road for the pilgrims uh, to Rome, uh, and it was famous for its wine. But the wine of, that made Montalcino famous in those days was not red wine. It was a sweet uh, Moscadello, a late harvest, made with the white Moscato grape. Only very few uh, grape growers are still uh, using that grape in Montalcino, less than 10, and uh, uh, still producing the historic wine that was uh, even exported to Paris in, in, the, in the Renaissance. Tell me about your top red Brunello wine. Uh, you have a single vineyard one. How old is the vineyard and why is it so special? The single vineyard, uh, Brunello di Montacino Riserva. It's called uh, Poggio al Vento, the Windy Height, a hill, a ridge uh, that's characterized by uh, sandy soil, or at least with more sand than the rest of the estate and the rest of Montacino. Quite alkaline. Uh, with uh, it, it used to be a former seabed, so it has a lot of fossils, a lot of uh, uh, little shells, and uh, that release calcium, which is uh, very uh, limestone, uh, as you call it, uh, uh, beneficial to the quality of the of the wine, and uh, delivers very silky and fine tannins uh, that uh, uh, make for a uh, wine of great ageability and great elegance. Okay. Final question is: What is your next challenge? Well, uh, I, I'm a farmer and I believe uh, we don't own the land. We just uh, care for it and uh, have to leave it in the best conditions for the future generations. So uh, handing it over in the best possible condition to, to the next generation. Francesco Maroni Cinzano, thank you very much for entertaining to talk to you. I look forward to eating one of your chickens at some stage in the future. Thank you. Okay, looking forward to sharing it together. Follow us at Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook.